Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite alright, so I guess we could go straight to the story now. Okay, so once again, this week's story is sponsored as a refuah Lema for Chaim Yosef Tzvi Ben Sarah Miriam. Okay. And also as a Rafuish Lema for Rafael Avram Yitzhak Ben Gittel. Okay, we got that straight. We got that out of the way. Oh, I mean, they should definitely have Rafuish Lemas and everybody else that needs one also. So I am ready to tell a Givaldica story. Ha ha! story! Is it one that you told before? Actually, no. I mean, it's like one that you told many years ago. I don't remember. I don't recall telling the story ever. Aha! Uh-huh. And uh, is it one that uh, Mendy Z sent in to you? Actually, I'm wondering if Mendy Z is in a day camp or a sleepaway camp because he hasn't sent me any stories in a little while. Or maybe he just doesn't have any good geschmack ones that he wants me to try out. Ah, uh, okay, that could be. So, uh, where did you get this story? Well, actually, I was on my way back, coming back from doing a 
uh, you know, a bunch of performances in the mountains, you know, uh, of my Kayach of the Maya shows, and when all of a sudden on the way back, I drifted off into a little, uh, Ashlafi? Yeah. And suddenly this thought came in my head about an old, old story that I remember from way, 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 way back when. That's right, way back when. Uh, Speaking about way back when, like when? (laughs) Way back. Okay. Anyways, so the name of the story is called The Counterfeiters. The counterfeiters. Oh, I get it. You're going to tell about a home decorating uh, crew, a story about them, and how they were going to a house, and they were making counterfeits, you know, I mean, not counterfeit, you know, I mean, the counter to fit the counters in a house in a kitchen, right? No, 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 no. That's a different kind of counterfeiter. But this is counterfeit counterfeiters. Counterfeit, oh, oh, you mean like counterfeit, like not the real thing? Yup, that's what it is. Oh, boy, that's not very kosher, is it? Well, I guess not, but, I mean, the story does have a happy ending. Like all your stories? Well, uh, you know, when I tell on the Jared Radio, or for Wonder Words, yes, they have happy endings. Okay, um... Uh, there are times when you tell a story that doesn't have a happy ending? Well, if I get a special call for a special type of a story that I have to tell that sometimes doesn't have a happy ending but has a great impact of a lesson, then I have to do that, you know. Uh, you know, but it depends on where I'm telling the story. Anyways, let's not go into that now because if anybody wants to hire me for storytelling, they know where to find me. And if they want to hire me for Kayach they definitely know where to find me and they know I speak the Hasidic Yiddish. Okay, now we get that out of the way. So now I can tell the story the counterfeiters! The counterfeiters! Wow, is it a Kashmaka story that happened nowadays? Actually, this story took place around the 1950s. 1950s? That's like a couple of years off after World War II. That's right. Okay, and uh, things weren't as sophisticated as now. Things were a lot different. Okay, so... Uh, this story uh, takes place, first we'll start off at a meeting between George McGregor, Mikey Mullins, and Tommy, known as Thomas, or actually nicknamed Tommy, Gardino, and Matt Crane. Ah, uh, who are these people? Well, if you give me a chance to tell the story, I will tell you who they are. Actually... As they have their meeting, you'll figure out who they are. Wow, is this a Jewish story? Well, <laughs> it's a story that has to do with Ashkocha. Ashkocha! Oh, we're doing a Kashri story! No, 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 not that kind of Ashkocha. You know, Ashkocha Proteus, you know, that certain things happen. But, you know what I mean? Okay, anyhow, so um, <laughs> uh, let's go right. Okay, so this is what happened... George McGregor, Mikey Mullins, and Thomas Gardino, and Matt Crane. They were at a meeting. Right. And this is what took place over there. In the 1950s. Do we know exactly when? I think it was in the early 1950s. All right. Okay. Mikey Mullins here. I represent this organization. 
if four of us got together because we think we can do this job and we're willing to work together, right? Is that correct? Do I do we have an understanding? Uh well, do we have an understanding? Uh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Uh we got an understanding here, no problem about it. I mean I got no problem. I mean, you know, like uh listen, we met in prison and we all got arrested for different things, we did our time and we agreed to put our talents together and maybe at this time we could do something uh, that, uh, you know, uh, we could make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Uh, what do you say, guys? Uh, uh, are we with Mike Mullins or not? Well, if I wasn't here together with Mike Mullins, then what would I be doing here, huh? Obviously, if I'm here, then, you know... I must be here. That's good. That's good. So, uh, Matt Crane, uh, you're in on this together, right? And uh, one second, uh, I recognize Matt uh, from the from the prison. I recognize uh, Tommy, of course. <laughs> we were cellmates together, and and uh, Michael Mullins. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, Wait a minute, wait a minute. Am I getting mixed up here? All right, let's get this straight. I'm Mike Mullins. You're Tommy Gardino, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Tommy uh, Gardino. Yeah, yeah. I was given the name Thomas, but everybody nicknames me Tommy. It's okay. Yeah, and I'm Matt Crane. Oh, I'm a tough guy. And if anybody gets in my way, I just flatten them. <laughs> I'm not in your way, am I? No, 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 no. Don't worry. All right, all right, all right. Now, you guys are wondering who this guy is. Uh, George McGregor, why don't you introduce yourself? It would be my pleasure. I would love to introduce myself. My name is George McGregor, and I happen to be a great artist. But you know... Artists like me, if they're not careful, they end up in prison, you know. And I was in prison. However, I had the pleasure uh, by meeting uh, um, uh, Mike Mullins at one time when we were out in the yard doing our exercises, you know. But uh, we were in different sections of the prison, but we managed to communicate. So I'm going to tell you like it is, you know. Uh, I, George McGregor, I happen to be an artist, but I don't make paintings to sell. <laughs> My artwork is quite different, you know. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the guys are getting impatient here. You know what I mean? Can you, like, elaborate a little more quickly? Oh, yes, of course, I'll elaborate more quickly. <laughs> Right, you see, I'm an expert at forgery. <laughs> a forger? You a forger? Oh, that's good. Uh, did you you forge my my signature on checks? I could if you want me to. <laughs> that's a good idea, but now I don't want you to, because otherwise, you know, I'm gonna have to flatten you. All right, all right, all right. Let, let's get this straight here. 
I mean, are we going to argue each other and claim who we can flatten, who we can flatten? Or what are we going to do here? And Mike Mullins, you're in charge here, so uh, get this guy, uh, McGregor, to tell us what he does, okay? I mean, forgery, what is he, forging checks? I could copy checks myself also. <laughs> no, you're making a big mistake. Let me tell you and explain to you a little more. You see, I, George McGregor, I happen to be a uh, forger of uh, metal plates. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy. Metal plates. What's wrong out of eating out of paper plates or plastic plates or even a dish, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm okay with China, you know what I mean? What's the problem? Hey, no, 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 no. We don't mean that kind of plates. We kind of mean, if you don't mind me telling you, okay, uh, the plates that I make <laughs> is counterfeit plates. Oh, boy, oh, boy. So this is what we had the meeting about? Uh, this doesn't make sense. Are we having a meeting about how to copy plates to sell in stores? I mean, what is this, you know? Are they going to sell dishes? Is that what we're doing? I mean, we're criminals. We're, we're hardened criminals. We're lifetime criminals. And we do things that are not there. What is that word I'm looking for? Are you looking for that Jewish word kosher? We don't do things that are kosher, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. We don't. Now, you said this is going to be a highly sophisticated meeting, and if we're successful at what we do, we can make lots of monies. And in the 50s, when you use those words, millions, that's a lot of money. So how are we going to do that? All right, all right. George, this is the last time I'm going to tell you, George McGregor. Please, stop yapping away and just tell us exactly what you do. I know what you do, but my friends over here don't. Do you mind? Right, I will tell you exactly what I do. I forge money plates. Money plates, you understand what that means? Yeah, I think so. Money plates, that means, you know, like they sell birthday plates. So he's going to sell plates that are printed with money. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Could you stop interrupting him? I think he's finally starting to say what he does. Okay, spit it out, man. Tell us what you do. I'm sorry I don't spit. It's not nice to spit. But you know, I'm going to tell you what I do. It's very interesting. I, George McGregor, I do a very interesting thing. I, uh, <laughs> I forge money plates, meaning the plates that is used to print money. I am one of the best counterfeit makers of the world. You understand? Ah, my talent is great. I can copy and make a plate that is so professional, and as long as uh, 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 Mikey Mullins keeps his word to be able to steal uh, the paper that's used for the money printing, then that will be very good. <laughs> Consider it done. When I give my word that I'm going to do something, then I do it. If I said I'm going to get you a hold of that paper that they print money on, then that's what I'm going to do. You can rest assured on that. That's for sure. So let me get this straight. Uh, we're going into the counterfeiting business? You're like, in counterfeit money? That's right. That's what we're going to do. We got here some of the toughest guys here. For muscle, we got Matt Crane, right? Yeah. Anybody messes with us, I flatten them. 
Okay. And what do you got me here for? Hey, we need more muscle. Ah, uh, we need, oh, uh, people are going to carry things. Now, you used to have correction. Uh, what was it, corrections? Uh, I think you mean that he had connections, not corrections. All right. He's been in the correctional facilities for so long. <laughs> I kind of mix up. Are you talking about, oh, right. I have connections about machinery, how to steal machinery, because that's what I was put in prison for. Yeah, because I used to steal machinery, and I used to sell it on the black market. <laughs> used to make a nice dollar from there. But then I got caught in a sting operation. All right, but we won't get into that now. Okay, so uh, Mikey, uh, tell us what's going on here. All right, it's very simple. Okay. I got us a, a, a hideout where we're going to do all of this stuff. Oh, so what are we going to go, downtown Brooklyn? Oh, no. I don't think it's going to be downtown Brooklyn. I think it's going to be somewhere uptown Manhattan, right? No, it's not going to be in Brooklyn. It's going to be upstate. Upstate? That's where they have the penitentiary. Nah, not that kind of upstate. What we're going to do is very simple. We are going to go upstate, near Monticello. Now, by the way, I'm going to interrupt right now. Why are you interrupting? The story is going so smooth. I have to just tell everybody that uh, the story actually happened in the 1950s, somewhere in Monticello, but I don't know the exact places, exact dates, and everything like this. So I'm changing some names here and there, okay? Everybody got that? Yeah, okay. Can I continue? Yeah, go right ahead. All right, so now I have this place on 57 Old uh, Hemrod Road. Yeah, that's it. So it's an old farm over there, okay? And uh, I'm re I, I, I kind of, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you want to call it rented. I rented it with the uh, ability to buy it. That means we'll try it out. We like it. We could buy it. All right, you got that? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, you need me to uh, move all the stuff over there? No, 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 no. We're going to set up shop over there, okay? Now, we're going to plan these things out very carefully because I don't know about you, but I don't want to go back to prison. Well, neither do I. I neither do I. And, of course, I do not wish to go back again either. It's a waste of my talent. All right, all right, all right, very good. So we got it straight. All right, now, um, uh, is everybody packed and ready to go? Uh, what do you mean? Well, what do you, I didn't have a chance to pack. Yeah? Are you paying your rent? Uh, no. All right, so you're packed and ready. You got anything to take with you? Uh, yeah, me, 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 myself, myself, my eye, I don't know, uh, you mean my, 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 my pants that I'm wearing, the shoes I'm wearing, the socks I'm wearing? All right. Anything else we need, we'll buy over there. Okay? Uh, I don't know how to ask you this, but what are we doing for money? Ah, simple. Ah, you know, uh, George McGregor over here, <laughs> he is so good and so kind that he had some leftover counterfeit money from previous jobs that he did before he was put in prison. <laughs> the feds did not catch everything of his, so we're going to use counterfeit money. Here, take a look at this $100 bill. What do you think? A $100 bill? Okay, let me see it. 
Whoa. This looks good. So this is the real thing? <laughs> so I even fooled you. <laughs> I tell you, I got you also. <laughs> of course it's not real. This is counterfeit. But it's the best, no? It looks so real. How about this $20 bill? Take a look at it. Eh? What do you say? It looks good, eh? I printed it on actual paper that I use in the mint. Ha <laughs> ha, in Washington. <laughs> what you say? Uh, well, guys are convinced. Now buy what you need and let's get moving. And so, sure enough, the gang got together and they headed out to set up headquarters in the old hall. What's that word? I wrote that. I read your handwriting. It says Hemrod Road. Oh, yeah. Okay, so 57 Old Hemrod Road. They went over there, and they met the landlord. All right, now here's your case and everything, and you paid me the down payment. That's very good. I appreciate that very much. And I just want you to know that you can rent this as you are. And I'm glad you paid me two months rent ahead of time. And I'm so happy for that. And I just want you to understand that you can buy this at any time and we'll deduct this money off of your lease, okay? That's fine. Now, just do me a favor. Uh, let us be. We want to relax a bit and enjoy this beautiful countryside. That all right with you? Is there any reason for you to have to come around here? Uh, no. As long as you come around and pay me my rent, I have absolutely no reason to come by here. You know what I mean? Let's keep paying the rent on time, and I never have to come by here, and I don't have to come out here with the sheriff's office or the police or anything like that. Don't worry. We're up, uh, up, up, uh, uh what's that word I'm looking? Here we're, uh, uh we're, we're up and honest citizens of the country. You're nothing to worry about, okay? Uh... Uh, be well. All right, thank you very much. And sure enough, they settled in. After they got themselves comfortable, they made their first plan. All right, now look here. This is a map of the route, okay? Now listen to me very carefully. This truck, this tractor-trailer truck, is going to go down this route right here. You follow me on the map? Uh, yes, it is going to be, but you know, I don't come over here. I won't do that. I'm not going to come with you. You know that that is not part of my deal. Hey, we know it's not part of your deal. You're going to be staying here and working on making those plates, right? Oh, yes, that's what I will be doing. Yes, of course, I will be doing those plates. No problem at all. <laughs> you can rest assured I will have those plates for you. <laughs> rest indeed, rest indeed. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Good. All right, now listen here. We are going to go down this route. Now, the truck is going to make a stop over here because it needs to rest, you understand? And then before it continues to drive. Now, we are going to go in. Now, um... Uh, and, and, and my specialty is <laughs> lock picking. All right, so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up this here door of the truck. We're going to open up quietly while the drivers are resting inside that, uh, you know, booth in the trailer in the front truck. You know what I mean? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure, they have those uh, uh, sleeping uh, campers in the back of the front part of the uh, tractor trailer. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, send him one. All right, now we're going to take this counterfeit paper that's duplicated just the same, except it's not the real paper, but it's wrapped the same way, and it's all prepared, and we're going to switch it. With the real paper. <laughs> they won't even realize they were robbed until it's too late. <laughs> Great idea, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Sounds good. Okay, when do we do it? Tonight. What do you think? Oh, great idea. All right, let's go. And sure enough, the trio set out in their little van that they rented. <laughs> All right, all right, here's the place we're going to stop. And we're going to look like people that are sleeping on the side of the road on the shoulder here, okay? All right, now, ah, here comes that tractor trailer. Boom! Boom! What a horn it has. (laughs) There it is, just like I said it was going to do. They're parking on that big part of the shoulder. Yeah, they're getting out. Henry! Henry! Yeah, what is it? Uh, This looks good and quiet. And there's only one other van here, but uh, looks like they're sleeping already. Uh, I think it's safe to park here. What do you say? Yeah, it's safe to park here because uh, we got a lock on the back of the truck anyway. It's a strong lock. All right, we'll sleep here for the night. All right, we're just going to wait a little bit longer make sure they're sleeping. And suddenly, they started hearing from the open window of the truck. All right, all right. I think they're sleeping. Well, are we doing it? Yes. Okay, come on. Get the paper ready. Come on, come on. Bring it on that, uh, you know, hand truck. Uh, come on, come on. Bring it out there. Bring it out there. Meantime, while you guys are bringing it out, I'm just going to pick this lock in. <laughs> A piece of cake. All right, come on. Let's take some of this paper out. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh my. All right, come on, come on, come on, schlep it out, schlep it out. Hey, where'd you get that Jewish word from? <laughs> I used to work part-time in some uh, kosher bakery. Come on, let's go, let's go. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, how'd you know it was a Jewish word? <laughs> because I used to work in a butcher shop, a kosher butcher shop. All right, but anyways, that's why I heard it too. All right, let's go. It's uh, funny. I didn't hear any of this stuff. I guess you never worked by a Jewish shop. No. Uh, they said I was not good enough for them. Why is that? Because uh, I was stealing in front of their eyes and they caught me. Oh, never mind. That's not a story to get into. Let's just do it. And so sure enough, they went over and they stole a bunch of reams of paper. Now, we don't mean a ream like in a mimeograph machine or standard printer. These are big sheets of paper that they would print money on and then it would be cut down to size. All right. All right. Put it in the van. And now let's close up this door with the new stuff inside. 
put it exactly the way it was. Good, perfect. Now let's close the door. Let me lock the lock again. <laughs> They'll never know what hit him until it's too late. All right, boys, let's roll the van a little bit down the hill a little bit. That's why I picked this space, because it goes down here. Slowly, they won't even hear the engine going. All right, all right. Now we're far enough. We could drive now. And sure enough, they drove the van back. And McGregor looked at it. <laughs> Let me see the paper. I oh, can't believe you got this. Let me see the paper here. Oh, my gosh, goodness gracious, jumping caterpillars without wings. This is the actual paper. You got it. Look at it. It's got the fibers in it and everything. Oh, this is the real thing. Now, how are you going to get the printing presses? Hey, you think I didn't think of that? That's why I'm the boss. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to have a chance to rest? Because these reams of paper were pretty heavy. Uh, don't worry. What's the matter? I thought you'd be the big strong guy who could flatten anybody. Yeah, I could flatten you right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. I was just kidding. Take it easy. Take it easy. Nothing to get huffy or puffy about, okay? Okay. Just keep cool, calm, collective. Okay. Not a problem. Okay. All right. All right. Not a problem. And sure enough, the next night, they went over and they stole a forklift. All right, right. Shh, quiet, quiet. All right, make sure there are no cops around. Nobody's looking. All right, this forklift should do it. It's big enough. All right, here we go. Let's get it on here. <clears throat> Open up the engine. Okay. Up the ramp. All right. Take it away. All right, got it. And of course, that night, they stole a flatbed truck and they stole a, a, a forklift. And then they weren't done yet. They went down to a big printing press place. The kind of presses that George McGregor recommended. All right, all right, all right. Now, this is the places that you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, my friends told me that this is the kind of place that has those big presses that you need. And we got all the different kinds of colored inks over here that you need that match up to the printing press inks that they got out there in the printing press by the mint, okay? I hope you're right. All right. Ready? Okay. Is there any alarm here? Hey, this is 1950s. Not everybody has alarms around there yet. You know what I mean? And besides, if they do, eh, eh, well, eh, we'll just break the alarm. Yeah, yeah, but I don't want the alarm to go off before we got everything out. All right, take it easy, take it easy. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, let's take the crane. Not a crane. It's a, 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 a forklift. Uh, not a forklift. It's 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 you know you know what I mean. It, it's a it's it's a a backhoe. Right, that's the word they were looking for. Okay, all right, here we go. Got a good strong backhoe. All right, here we go. And first, let me rip open the door. <laughs> Mm, 
hook the chain on the door. All right, I'm backing up. Hey, this backhoe, is a backhoe or is it a forklift? Yeah, the same thing. They both do the same thing. Backhoe, forklift, whatever it is. It's not a forklift. I mean, it's a crane, like a small crane. Whatever it is, it's doing the job. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. Can we go inside? All right. Now let's get all of this printing stuff out. Which one did he say? Oh, let me see now. He said... Uh, the press with the number 750691. Oh, there it is. Take that one. All right, here we go. All right, next. What else? Uh, he said the paper cutter. Uh, five, nine, three, four, five, nine. Oh, there it is. All right, going over there. All right, what else? And he said we need uh, this thing over here, this type of printing thing that cools down the ink and prints on the other side, the plate thing over here. Can't read it. Ah, it's a machine... 61, 41, 31, 61, 41. There it is over there. Okay, let's go. Okay, we got all the presses we need. Got all the cutters we need. Uh, yeah, I think so. And the inks. Oh, the inks. We almost forgot about the inks. Sure, no problem. Over here. Okay, here are the colored inks, official colors and everything. Whoa, got special seals on these colors, but all right, take them away. And sure enough, they were very successful. And they spent the whole night doing this. They brought all the equipment upstate into their little hideaway at 57 Old Hemrod Road. They brought it in the stillness of the night. And by the early morning hours, all the equipment that they stole was returned. And nobody would know the only difference. The only difference was when the printers would come to their place, they would realize that their door was taken off the hinges and they were missing some printing presses and some paper cutters, big ones, and some ink. But they had no idea what was going on. The FBI was called in on it. But they were stumped at this moment. And now we go and continue what they're doing. This is fabulous. I can't believe it. You got everything. It's so marvelous. <laughs> you got everything I needed. Well, okay. We just put the presses over here. Lock them up. Okay. Make sure all the windows are closed and hidden away. Okay. Extra generators we got the last time. Okay, those will give us the more power to power the machines. This is great. I love it. I love it. Having this big farm means that the sound won't carry so far because it's so big of a farm. It's great. It's great. It's great. Meanwhile, while this is going on, 
we have to do a little switching. And that little switching is to Zisserman's Cottages. Yeah, Zisserman's Cottages was a nice Jewish cottage, like a bungalow colony, where two friends, Mutti Zimberg and Moishi Eisenstark, they were there for the summer. Wow, it's so stoddy, this place. It's Kivalnik, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Hey, wait a second, Robert Earps. That guy Moishi has my voice. Are you objecting to it? Ah, uh, no. I could play his part? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Moishi Eisenstark, step aside. I'm gonna be you. Uh, okay, if you insist. I insist. Well, you look a little different. You don't look like you dressed from the 1950s. Don't worry, Robert will take care of that in a second, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, you are now Moishi Eisenstark from the 1950s. Remember that. Right. Whoa. How did your clothing change like that? It's a Rabbi Yitzhak story. Anything can happen in a Rabbi Yitzhak story. Okay, so uh, what are we doing after learning groups today? Well, we're going to see if anybody wants to play, uh, you know, like uh, uh, baseball or something. Oh, okay. Sounds like a great idea. Alrighty, come on, let's go. And sure enough, after the learning groups were over, now in those days, not all those bungalow colonies and cottages like they used to call them, did they have a uh, day camp over there. Many of the people just chose up between themselves. But on that day, they didn't have much luck. So uh, Mati had an idea. You know what? I was just thinking out loud. Oh, you were thinking out loud. What were you thinking out loud about? Well, I was just thinking that maybe, just maybe, uh, perhaps we should take a little hike. Oh, well, you're right. Today is not such a humid day. Okay. Uh, which way you want to go? Well, I want to try uh, down this part of the road, okay? Why down there? Because yesterday we went down that way. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, isn't there this Goyesha Ante Smith, uh, you know, Edgar uh, Muchkenberg? He's a farmer that has animals, and he has a bull, a pretty ferocious bull. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, he's the farmer along Old Hemrod Road, right? Uh, yeah. And why wouldn't you want to go there if there's a bull over there? Well, just make sure you're not wearing any red, okay? Uh, all right, you really believe it just goes after red? I mean, what happens if he's hungry? Oh, come on. Don't you worry about a thing, okay? Come on, let's take a hike. All right, let's take a hike. Do you always have to sing when you're hiking? All right, uh, why don't you want to tell some jokes? No, well, why don't we discuss some Mishnayas that we learn? Oh, okay. And so they discuss some Mishnayas. And after they discussed some Mishnayas, they were still walking. And so they started to laugh it up by telling a few jokes here and there and telling some funny things happening here and there. And then they said, wow, 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 wow. We got to be careful not to talk any Lashon Hara. Uh-huh. Oh, look. 
There is that Michigana, that Antisemit's farm, Edgar Muchkenberg. <laughs> okay, Edgar Muchkenberg. What a funny name. I wonder where he comes from. All right, anyways. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, he has nice horses over there. <laughs> wow, that's cute. And look, he has a whole bunch of cows over there. Uh-huh, he most certainly does. I see the cows also. Wow. And of course, there is the bull. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow, is he big. Ah, Baruch Hashem, he's on the other side of the fence. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. You sure you're not wearing anything red? Uh-uh, I'm not wearing anything red. Hey, you boys, what is last going on here? What are you doing near my farm? Are you teasing my bull? Is that what you are doing? Get away from here. If you don't get away from here, I will open up the pen and I will let the bull out and he will chase you. Uh, we were just walking. This is the free road. We're allowed to walk in. Yes, keep walking and don't stop. This is my farm and I don't invite you in. So get out of here now or else I will let him loose. Goodbye now, and don't ever walk down here again. But you don't own this road. This is a public road. Everybody can walk down here. Are you arguing with me? Oh, you're making trouble, eh? I will teach you a lesson. I will open up the pen. No, 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 it's all right. You don't have to open the pen. We're going, we're going, we're going. And let's turn back now. Yeah, okay. It's a good idea. We're turning back. Bye, Antisemid. See you. What did you call me? Nothing, nothing. Wow, did you hear his accent? Yeah. It sounds like he's a, a, a German descent, but he's not a nice one. Ah, ah, ah. He must be an ex-soldier or something. And he doesn't like Jewish people. Yeah, I guess not. All right, let's go back. And sure enough, they went back. Meantime, while well, they were back, let's go back to the 57 old Hamrod Road. Right, let's go over there and let's see what's going on. Alrighty. So, um, the counterfeiters are over there, right? Let's continue with them. All right. Hey, George, McGregor, how's it going? <laughs> well, look at these plates. Compare it to your $100 bill. Compare this to the 20s. Compare this to the 50. What do you say? And look at these $5 ones. What do you say? All right, let me take a look at it. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, guys, take a look at this. Look at these counterfeit plates. Oh, wow. Everything is backwards. What's the matter with you? Everybody's going to find out that you're printing backwards. They'll know it's counterfeit. <laughs> and you call yourself smart? Well, let me tell you something. You're not too smart if you figured it out. In printing, the plates are always backwards. So when it prints, it prints forward. Don't you know anything about printing? 
I guess not. Uh, and neither do you, huh, Tommy? Uh, no, come to think of it, I don't know either. All right, all right, you got us, you got us, no problem. Okay, fine, not a problem. Okay, take it easy. Oh, right, whenever you're ready. Okay, now I need somebody to move this paper over here to load up into the press. Come on, do that, please. Come on, Commander, I want you to do this, please. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay. Come on, come on, Tommy. All right, Matt. All right, Matt. I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Oh, that's very good, very good. Steady now, steady now, you know this. Okay, now, please, do me a favor. Don't drop it, because I don't want crumpled bills. <laughs> okay, now, put it on the tray, the big tray over here. Load it up on this printing press. Very good. Okay. Now, we have to print this money in the daytime. Why do we have to print it in the daytime? I don't understand. If you know anything about sound, sound carries greater at nighttime. And therefore, if we print, some people are going to hear noises at night when it's very quiet. And then they're going to ask, what is going on here? That is not going to be very good. You know what I mean? Aha. Uh -huh. I see. All right. All right. So uh, we'll just keep guard, right? Uh, yeah, no problem. I will keep guard, all right. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. That's exactly what we'll do. We'll keep guard. And so that's what happened. So Mikey Mullins and Tommy Gordino and Matt uh, Crane, they went outside and took positions up, and they were guarding what was going on. And sure enough, what ended up happening was he started the printing press, Actually, he started the generator first. And the generator was going. And then he started up the engines of the printing press. Actually, I don't know if they call it engines, motors. And they were ready for a first run. Of the counterfeit money. They were ready for the first run of the counterfeit money. And sure enough, this counterfeit money was ready to roll. And they printed out sheet after sheet. This printing press was big. And it was able to print two sides at one time. And then, of course, it went through this process that blew on it, or whatever it was, the process that it dried the ink, and it put it down, and then he moved it over. You're right now, I'm going to move this with this pulley over here like this, press this button here, move it to the cutting machine. Okay, now I'm going to set it up, line it up, okay. Cutting machine ready, okay, one, two, three. Whoa, what is that sound? That's the sound of the cutting thing. Take a look through the window. Wow, sure wouldn't want to get my hand stuck in there. Hey, I wouldn't want to get my fingernail stuck in there. That thing cuts real good. Look how many pages it could do at one time. It's probably a couple hundred over there. I don't know. Whatever it is, you know, it's doing pretty good. Within a couple hours, <coughs> he called them back in. All right, uh, Mikey Mullins, Mikey, come inside. Look what I got here. Take a look at the first sample. All right, whoa. Is it fresh, the ink on a smudge? 
Oh, no, 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 no. It dried already. It goes through the process. Wow. Hold it up to the light. Yep, I see the fibers. This is the paper that they print money on. <laughs> sure can't wait to see their faces when they start printing counterfeit bills themselves. Ha, ha, ha. All right, let's take a look at this. Now, at this point, I want to point out it was much harder to catch counterfeiters in the early days as it is now. Nowadays, there are much more modern techniques that they have, and nowadays there are much more different techniques how they print uh, bills, and therefore it's a much harder process to counterfeit and much harder to get away with it. But it still goes on, unfortunately. But in those days, it was much more common, especially if they had a very good artist, that is, like this guy, George McGregor. All right, this is good. This is good. I'm going to put out the word that we got some counterfeit money for sale. Hey, wait a minute. If we sell this money, then how are we going to make money? You don't get it. Counterfeit money is sold at a cheaper rate. And they pay us with real money because we have here McGregor here who knows how to tell if it's real money or counterfeit. And therefore, we get the real money while they get the counterfeit. And they get to spend twice as much. Got it? I think so. All right, it sounds good. Yeah, sure does. Wow. You got everything figured out, Mikey, huh? Hey, that's why I'm the brains. Not a problem. And sure enough, they started doing that. And they were setting up meetings to sell the counterfeit money. And it began happening. But now we go to another typical day. That Mutti and Moishi were on their way taking a walk. All right, okay. Uh, you know, we didn't walk down to that farm in a long time. Do you want to take a chance? Yeah. I don't mind. He has no right to stop us. We're allowed to walk over there. Not a problem. Yeah. Okay. Not a problem. All right, let, let's go. Uh, all right, um, by the way. You like this red bindle? Red bindle? What's that for? Oh, this came from Kevarucho. You know, when my mommy came back from Eretz Yisrael, she brought this. And I just was ashamed to put it on, but now I put it on. Oh, I get it. That's Kanegadine Hara, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, by the way, I have one for you too if you want. Uh, my mother brought back a lot. Oh, sure, give it to me. Let me tie it on. How I look? Wow, that's good. It's a small, thin piece of red. You don't think the bull is going to get, you know, antagonized by this little red? No, I don't think so. And I think it has to be like a real big piece of red that it could see. All right, let's go, let's go. And sure enough, they were passing that farm. And a farmer looked at them. Hey! Didn't I tell you not to come here anymore? Hey, for a few days you listened to me. Now you come here again? It's not a problem. Oh, thank you. You realize that we're allowed to walk here? Oh, no. You're allowed to walk here. But who says I have to let you? So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make like I don't know what happened. Oh, what, what, are you, what, what are you talking about? Well, it's very simple. I will just unhook this hook over here like this, and the door is open. 
I have no idea the door is open. I guess my bull will escape, but I'll find my bull after it gores you two children. <laughs> what do you say to that? Uh, I say, you abyssal mishiga, a little bit out of your mind. Oh, you could say whatever you want, but if I were you, I would run. And sure enough, the bull came snorting out. <laughs> but when it came charging out, it blocked the way to go back to their cottages. It blocked the way for the road to go down to Zisserman's cottages. So they had no choice to run further up Hemrod Road. And that's what they did. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. I'm going, I'm going. What do you think I am? Well, well, why do you think he's chasing us? Um, uh-oh. Now, you don't think he sees the red bindle of... Come on, it's so small. Well, he sees it. He's coming this way. Maybe the bull is a trained anti-Semite also. You know something? That, you could be right. Oh, wait a minute. Look over there. Oh, look at those trees. They're, they're, they're hanging out over there by 57. Wow. Hey, look. They don't have the for rent sign over there or for sale sign anymore. They must have used it. Well, well, that branch is sticking out above. I got an idea. It's pretty high. Let's climb this tree now before it's too late. Yeah, okay. All right, here we go. Wow. Wow. And the bull came up to the tree. And it was you know, snarling and trying to climb the tree, but of course the bull could not climb the tree. And finally, when the bull did not see any more the red, even though it was a small strickle, a small string, the bull returned back to its farm. Ah-ha-ha-ha! Ha, ha. Those kids will not come my way anymore! I hate them with all my heart and soul! Yeah? And we hate you also with all our heart and soul. Such an anti-Semit. Wow. Huh. Okay. Maybe he's a Nazi war criminal. Who knows? Oh, you know what? Uh, when we get down here, we'll call the police. Whoa. Oh, we can't get down yet. Why? What do you mean? Take a look over there. Huh. Uh-oh. Look at that van that came up. Uh-oh. What's going on here? Shh. Quiet. Uh, let's take a look. Yadadee-bum-bum. Shh. You said to be quiet, so what are you singing? Uh, I, I was getting a little nervous. Uh, I, don't make any noise and don't drop anything out of the tree. Yeah, the only thing I might drop out of the tree is myself, but I hope I don't do that. Okay, so what do we do now? Shh. Let's look at what's going on. All right. So, uh... <laughs> Mancini. Ah, uh, here's a sample. Uh, what we got? What do you say? Oh, let me see now. So this is what you're making the counterfeit money? Wow, let me look at my other hundred dollar bill. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This stuff is good. Okay, how much you want for it? Well, you figure, ah, uh, fifty dollars for every hundred. What do you say? But wait a minute. If I buy a lot of money, will you make it lower? Tell you what. $25 per uh, $1,100 bills. What do you say? Oh, now we're talking turkey. 
All right. We got a deal going here. All right? Not a problem. Wow. Did you see what's going on here? Do you see what they're doing? Uh, I don't know. They're talking about counterfeit. What is counterfeit? What does that mean? Counterfeit money. They're running a printing press here. They're printing counterfeit money. And it's the best place to do it because it's a lonely place. And who's going to come up here uh, by foot? Nobody, unless you have a car. Wow, wow, wow. Have I got an idea? We got to get down. When we get down, that bull will be chasing us. <laughs> I remember there's a shortcut back to the cottages. We just have to go through the creek. We'll just get a little wet, but the creek is not that deep. Oh, okay. No problem. Then what? Then, we'll just take a peek down there after the people go away, and we'll see if what I think is real, then it's going to be real. And then what? Then we'll call the state troopers. What do you think? Oh, wow. Oh, very interesting. And sure enough, they waited. And they waited until dark, and it was very quiet. They climbed down the trees. And when they climbed down the tree, they snuck up to the building, Wow, do you see that? They boarded up all the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I. Wow, wait a minute. There's a guy sitting out there in the chair. He's snoring away. All right, all right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a crack in the wood over there. Let's take a peek over there. Whoa! Do you see the size of those machines? For sure, for sure, they're printing counterfeit money here. Come on, let's go. Well, where's the shortcut to the stream? Well, um, that way. That way? Shh, quiet. And sure enough, they went across the stream. And, of course, some place of the stream was not so shallow as they thought. Well, okay, so I missed one spot. What can I do? Yeah, you missed two spots. All right, we're here. Oi, Kinderlach, why are you so wet? What happened? Oh, Mama, you're not going to believe this, but we came across a bull from an antisemite, and we think he's a German war criminal hiding out here, and then we came across the counterfeiters. What? What do you mean? How did that happen? Well, it's a long story, but I think we should call the state troopers. And sure enough, they called the state troopers. And the state troopers came out. Now, son and boy, I just want to tell you something. If you're sending us on a wild goose chase, you know this could be very complicated. Now, I hope for your sake that you are telling the truth. Uh, we are. I'm telling you. All right. Now, we're going to first take care of the counterfeiters, right? Now, let's see what's going on here. Okay. Come on, let's go to the counterfeiters. Let's pull up our car slowly. Now, if this is what you're saying, this could be dangerous. Are you kids wait over here? Now, this is the address, 57 Hemrods Road. Yeah, that's the road. All right, take it easy. You wait here. Come on, boys, let's round the house. Okay, one, two, three, break down the door. And they took one of those special things that they knocked down doors like a ramrod. They broke it down and they screamed, State police, do not move. You'll freeze or else uh, you ain't going to be able to freeze anymore. 
Now put your hands up where we can see them. What's going on here? What, what? Officer, is there something wrong? Yes, quite so. Uh, put that big flashlight on and turn on the rest of the lights here. Ah, uh, what is this? An illegal printing press over here? Oh, well, uh, it's a small printing business. Uh, you have any leaflets you would like us to print, officer? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, we print a lot of stuff over here. Uh, would you like anything? Running a printing press? Without a storefront? Uh, is that a crime, sir? Well, that could be a crime. You don't have a license. Now, let me see what this is on your press over here. Well, well, well. Looks like a hundred dollar bill. These look like twenties. These look like fifties. Ah, so you guys are counterfeiters. Ah, no, no, no. We just had a printing order and, uh... Oh, yeah. Save it for the judge. Arrest these guys and confiscate everything. All right. You kids were right on the market. Well, what'd you say this was? It was Hashkocha. You see, because we were running away from that Auntie Smith with the bull, and which we think it must be a Nazi war criminal, and, 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 uh... You know what? This is one thing for today. We gotta bring these guys down. We have to have a lot of services here to come and uh, confiscate everything and rope off this area. Tomorrow, we're gonna take care of that bull. Yes, sir, kid. You earned it. We're going to take care of him. And sure enough, the next day they came by. And sure enough, the kids walked by. And as they're walking by, the man said, Fosses lost. You're here again. Don't you get the message? My dear bull, come and attack. And the bull started to run out. And they didn't run this time. Why aren't you afraid? Why are you not running? And all of a sudden, a state trooper came out with a special dart gun and shot a tranquilizer dart into the bull. And the bull just collapsed into a deep sleep. Ha! That's why. All right, mister. Put your hands up. You're menacing people uh, walking on a public road. Uh, let's check you out over here. And sure enough, they checked him out and they realized what the kids suspected was true. This was a Nazi war criminal trying to hide himself in the Catskills somewhere in Monticello. So these boys ended up getting quite a reward for these two things. So we see Hashkocha works in mysterious ways. Whoops, that's all the time we have. All right, so everybody have a wonderful Shabbos. Goodbye.